I looked up the definition in the dictionary of what passion is. And the first one is like a very strong and almost overwhelming emotion. And then the second definition, and it's in the dictionary. So I'm just like, wow, like that's pretty crazy that it has it there. The second definition is the, um, you know, the death and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Wow. Which I was like, I know there's a movie called the passion of Christ, which, mm-hmm. you know, we, maybe that was like a, a little, uh, clincher, but, um, if I am ever waning in my passion during a live service or even in my devotional time or even my prayer life, when no one else is seeing that I have lost sight of what passion means, which is the death and the resurrection and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And I need to go back to that. And if I've ever, you know, for a moment, just like gone through the motions or like, I I hope that, you know, because our lyrics that we sing are based on the word of God, that they would jolt me back into the reality of what I have because of Jesus Christ. And may I never get too far from that. What's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Trevor Talks. I'm your host, Trevor Tyson, and I'm so excited that each and every single one of you have decided to join us today. And I'm honestly, I don't know if my facial expressions will tell it enough, but I'm so excited for today's guest. Today's guest is a powerhouse vocalist, singer, songwriter, and worship leader, and most notably, one of the driving voices of Hillsong United. With over 1 billion streams globally, I'm pretty sure she doesn't need an introduction, but I'm trying, I'm here, I'm doing it. Just like everyone shows up for work, I showed up for this interview, no matter how intimidating it was, I'm here and we've both made it. So please help me welcome the one and only Taya. Taya, thank you for being here today. You're very kind, Trevor. I don't know if I can live up to that introduction. Um, and I'm probably one the one that's nervous because it's such a joy to get to be here with you and getting to talk about this record. So I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, again, I'm so grateful that you're here. Once I saw like in all caps, which is just brilliant for your brand, just to be honest, because you've got such a unique look to you, like the hair, your facial structure, the Lord had something special for you and you're beautiful, by the way. So it's like everything just mapped together. I was like, we've got to do this interview and I can't butcher it. So this is my attempt not to butcher it, but I'm so excited for people to finally hear this record. So congratulations on getting like this far into it as we're recording this the record comes out on friday mm-hmm. what the heck yeah. like how excited <laughs> are you about this i mean yeah it's it's wild i mean you're very kind um just in your genuine excitement for this it's it's very sweet and i'm just honored to get to tell you know my from my own story and my own life who jesus is to me through my own songs that i have um you know, written and which is something that is new for me. You know, I, I'm known for my voice. I have, you know, been given the privilege of stewarding other people's songs for so many years, like nine years, in fact. And, um, so what a treat to get to tell people about Jesus in my own words, my own expression and melodies, um, of who he is to me. And so it's kind of, we're on the, yeah, we're on the cusp of this thing going live, this thing being released into the world and, it's kind of like birthing a baby. Um, not necessarily in the natural sense. I mean, I have witnessed one and it was incredible and mind blowing. And I'm like, wow, I can't, you know, God is real and he is amazing. Um, but to get to learn how to steward something and release it into the world. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of thankful that God knew it had to be a two year process for me personally to be able to I don't know, get over myself and then just be willing to be like, oh, okay, let everybody hear this and let them, you know, put their own meaning on these songs and what it means to them in the season that they're in. So it feels like a really, um, a really holy and sacred kind of couple of days with trepidation and excitement, um, hand in hand. And yeah. I would agree, like, as I've went through and listened to the album several times now, I'm like, there hasn't been a more perfect time for this to come out. And a lot of people just say that. And I genuinely mean it like this record, like we're not all locked down and everything. Everyone's starting to get out and about, and you guys just did an amazing tour. And I don't know, like the Hillsong record, it's like, you've been busy 
over the pandemic and even up until recently, like, obviously, it's almost like you guys just put out a record a few weeks ago, <laughs> which yeah. if anyone's been living under a rock, Hillsong United did just put out a record. So <laughs> now that you're rolling this out, it's like they couldn't be more different. And I mean that in the best ways mm -hmm. possible. Like Hillsong United is known for being a key factor in bringing these church or songs to the church and being a global imprint of what worship is, right? And then you've got Taya, and this is more of a different direction for what we're used to seeing from you. So obviously, you're known for your voice. You said that, and mm -hmm. I'll I'll preach that. Like it's just. <laughs> I don't know what it is. There's something about your voice and I have some specific moments I want to talk about with your voice in this, but oh, this is a that. different record. It's not necessarily quote unquote, what you would classify as a worship genre record, which I think is funny mm -hmm. that we have a genre for worship because <laughs> any kind of music, like I've heard of metal core music. I hear metal yeah. core music a lot. That is worship. It's an expression mm -hmm. of worship. And this is a lot different for you. So I would love to hear, like, what is the elevator pitch for this new project? Like, Taya as an individual, as a solo project, self-titled, what's the elevator pitch for this? Yeah, well, I mean, it started, this is going to sound crazy, but kind of the first initial moment um, discussing, you know, could this be a thing was back in 2016. I actually found um, the email that Joel sent to everyone in United, you know, back then when... Um, it was a completely different United record that was about to come out. And we were talking about a few different, um, just things that we were going to do to <clears throat> draw up excitement, like tours coming up and all that stuff. And at one of the dot points right at the end, he also just said, and maybe a Taya album. And the thing is he hadn't ever talked to me about this. He just put it, you know, like send to all like in United. And so then I like wrote back was just like, Hey, you know, uh, what, what was that little thing that you pop pop there? Cause <laughs> I, I definitely, you those know, are the best. I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, and I'm definitely a worker bee, not necessarily a CEO type. So sure. I'm not the person that's going to be like, Hey, like, you know, pick me, mm -hmm. which again, God knows, you know, who we are before, you know, we step into something because he knit us together in our mother's womb. Like he knew that I <laughs> would need just gentle encouragement from an older brother or something. And so he then quickly wrote to me and said, Hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to send that to everybody with that little point without talking to you first, but maybe this is something that's in your heart to do, or maybe it's not, you know, what do you think? And I was really grateful because I had grown up writing songs, particularly like when I was 17, 18 was when I really stepped into it. And when I moved to Sydney at 21, cause I'm from the country, mm -hmm. I told my parents, I'm going to become a signed recording artist. But when I moved, I, you know, just worked in retail. I didn't go to university. And so the instrument that I played on was piano, but I couldn't necessarily afford to buy one because it was like, do I buy a piano or do I eat for the week? And of course, yeah. food, food won out like <laughs> every, every time. And so then it was basically, you know, um, kind of the excuses of then I got busy and then I started traveling with United. And so I kind of just put it to the wayside. So when he said that initial thought, and something resonated on the inside because I knew that I wasn't being a good steward with every gift that perhaps I felt like God gave me, which is a bit like the, you know, the parable of the talents in Matthew, um, where Jesus is talking about essentially stewardship. And, and when it says talents, it's not like gifts, but it's these little money bags and a master comes and he, you know, gives five to one and three to the other and one to another servant. He says, Hey, when I come back, I want to see what you've done with it. Essentially, um, have you been a good steward with what I've given you? And so when he comes back, the one with five talents doubled it and the master was thrilled. The one with three doubled it as well. But the one with the one talent buried it because he said, I knew that you were so stern and you're like a harsh boss. So I was really afraid. So I just buried it. So here it is. And then the master was devastated because he said, you didn't even put it in a bank to get, um, you know, some kind of investment Interest, on it. Yeah. Like, yeah, just nothing. And then he said, I'm going to take it off. You give it to the one that did really well with, with what I gave him. And you can go to the place where there's gnashing of teeth, which is essentially hell and where God is not. And so I just got heaps of um, <laughs> reverent fear about, okay, am I, you know, we, I just think we view, well, for me personally, sometimes I viewed my own life and time as if it's my own, but actually, you know, um, it's a God given thing. I don't know how many days I get and all my job is 
is to be a good steward with what God's given me to being living in close proximity to Jesus, because if that's the case, everything else is going to fall into place and I'm going to be doing what I should be doing, treating people how I should be doing. Um, but I just knew in that kind of in that email, but then also just as I, you know, that was in 2016. So as the years kept rolling on, um, kind of just having this, like, I know something's coming, but I don't know exactly when, but I had some really kind friends, which I think is also another big part of my story of, which again, same with Jolie and so many others of people just calling out the God thing, you know, before I could know that that was the thing that God perhaps had for me. Um, and I'm so grateful for people that, you know, iron sharpens iron. We're meant to come alongside each other and, you know, help the, the sharpened edges become smoother. And hopefully we all become like Jesus as we grow in community together and break bread. And similar to what they said in the new Testament, you know, don't forsake the gathering of the saints together. And so anyway, it was, it was through all of that, that I received even more encouragement of, Hey, they didn't know what was coming out, that there had been spoken about an album, but they said, I know something's coming and don't worry, you're not going to have to force this. God will bring the right people around you at the right time to get out the thing that's in your heart that you feel like you're meant to be doing. And again, they had no idea. And I'm so grateful for, you know, the Holy Spirit just dropping it in their heart. They weren't really sure what it was, but it just resonated with me again. So when it came to 2020, we had set aside six months of that first year. We had no tours. It was like the Teo project. We're going to go to OC. We're going to go to London, Nashville, like all the plans in the world. And then the world shut down. <laughs> yes, so then it we, did. Yeah. Like, and un, in unprecedented times in our generation, you know? And so then it was like, okay, let's pivot to zoom. And the thing is I hadn't been writing since I was 17. So truly I had never successfully co-written when, when I say successfully, I just mean finishing a song Sure. <laughs> where, where I felt like I was able to give my creative expression or opinion or something. Cause it sounds silly, but the girl who, you know, was known by a voice, didn't really know how to raise it creatively in those type of settings. Ooh, yeah. And, and I tried, I am, um, but again, what the other thing that I would say about this project, which you kind of alluded to it before is, um, God's timing is always perfect. It may not be our own but always in hindsight, you look back and you see just the sovereignty of God's hand in moving things around and moving people around and situations. And even in spite of certain things. And, you know, I, I know we said that we weren't even going to like mention, but I just have to be honest, like, you know, even the timing of some of this being released whilst the most devastating news within our church family, um, has also been released. Like there's so many things where I'm like, God, I've been working on this for two years. Like I, I don't understand this. And yet at the same time I've experienced his grace and, you know, receiving just kind text messages where it said, Hey, where there was heavy news released today. I'm so, I'm grateful for a song of joy that actually talks about leaning, not on my own understanding, mm-hmm. but in all my ways, trusting and acknowledging God and he will make my path straight. And so Again, I, you know, just in the humanity of, of life that we are living in and facing, like I just see God's kindness um, in spite of our own decisions and our own humanity. And, and so it's just wild as well that say with all this project, um, I don't think I w- it, this would be the album that, we, that I have in my hands that's about to go out into the world if it wasn't for um, pivoting to Zoom. And I say that lightly because I also know that this season has held so much for so many different people, loss and disappointment and heartache and perhaps the, um, you know, hope deferred and waiting. And, and yet I believe that we have a God that comes close and, you know, it's so many times in the Bible it says, um, not, not just like, don't worry, um, and, you know, pointing to nature to be like, Hey, so, you know, the birds of the field and the birds of the air, sorry. And, and the lilies of the field, like one that the lilies are dressed in the most elaborate colors and designs. Does God not even care more than you? And those lilies are here for one day and gone the next. And then it's like birds of the air who don't even have a home. Like God looks out for them and he knows how many hairs are upon your head. So don't worry. Like I'm actually... I've got your back and I'm going to work in and amongst this if you just trust me. And it's probably going to be in unexpected, mysterious ways. Um, and, and all that to say, like, through this whole time, um, 
I think the songs that we have are just by the grace of God because it ended up being such a, a pivoting time. And it allowed me to find my voice through that mute button to be able to gather my confidence and then go, you know what? Like I'm writing with someone across the globe. I've never met them before. Like, what about this? And just like, you know, playing in our little one bedroom rental apartment, you know, with the piano that my husband gave me when I was 30, like there was just so many sweet things that when I think back upon it, where I'm like, God, you're so kind. You just knew what I needed before I knew. And so And I referenced that word sweet because that was the words that I felt God speak to me at the last gathering we had as a local church before the world did completely shut down. And it was just that it was to be like honey, sweet, palatable, easy to digest, but because honey has healing qualities as it does get ingested and, and, um, you know, people meditate on it um, and perhaps even in the background and not even truly understanding what it is that they're listening to, um, that it would be you know, that it would be healing, that it would, um, allow God by his grace and by his spirit to tend wounds that maybe people didn't realize were still sore or needed tending to in the first place. And, um, so it's, so again, I say like, it's kind of wild. Some of the, even just the sweet little testimonies and stories of, um, people experiencing it already, which I just say, all. Oh, thanks <laughs> and praise to Jesus because I know that, you know, if this had been in my own ability or things that I was doing, it would hold no power. So I'm just grateful that, um, that God was present in his yeah. presence. And I love that. Like when it comes to your brand, let's call it, you don't look like a simple person, right? <laughs> you have like Very. your stage energy <laughs> is monumental like i would get so tired like i don't sing i mean i do but it's not good right so i can't imagine bouncing around the stage like you do and still having a voice after like i would be so winded and out of breath i would go lay down behind a drum kit and like just die for a few hours right and i love how you guys brought the music video for i believe it's my whole life right or no yeah for uh, all, for my all- life. Sorry. No, you you nailed it. You nailed it. (laughs) I love how y'all brought the music video forward with, it was almost like you were acknowledging the United days with you swinging your hair and such. And then it's kind of staticky and goes into just so peaceful panning in on your face. And I'm like, Oh, this is about to get good. (laughs) So what was the creative strategy behind that? Was that something that you were like, Hey, I kind of want to touch on this, but want to segue into this. Like what's the story behind it? Yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, um it's kind of the journey that I'm on right now, which is yes, I'm still a part of United. This has been a major part of my life and still will be, you know, I never had older brothers growing up and all of a sudden I've inherited 14 older ones and I love 14. them. Oh, yeah, cuz there's there's 11 of us on yeah. the platform, but then there's like so many behind the scenes as well, yeah. like tour manager and production manager and I love that you <laughs> are mentioning them too, because you don't hear that very often. So I love, I love hearing that. That speaks to your character too. Oh, that's very, well, with, I mean, with family, we, we've literally traveled for like nine years and we're not perfect. We're literally like a family. Sometimes we bicker and sometimes we're just like, you are the worst, but I love you and we're in the family forever. So, you know, um, but yeah, so they're, they're just the best. They're actually the best. And it, it would feel wrong if I didn't, you know, um, Mm -hmm. acknowledge where I've come from. And cause you know, I was just like the ring in when I first came in with United, I had no idea what I was doing. Didn't go to Bible college. Hadn't had any singing lessons. And I truly learned how to, um, yeah, tour and hopefully be here for the long haul with all these guys who have been doing this, you know, now like over 20 years. So they got, you know, 11 years on me and they're just so gracious and kind. And, and I think it was through all this whole process that I was discovering what I was really passionate about. And, um, which I just want to say before I get into the music video, just the one thing that you were saying, um, I don't know how you do it, like being so passionate and present and, you know, in the moment, um, I was asked about that, um, at a conference many years ago and, I looked up the definition in the dictionary of what passion is 
And the first one is like a very strong and almost overwhelming emotion. And then the second definition, and it's in the dictionary. So I'm just like, wow, like it's pretty crazy that it has it there. The second definition is the, um, is the, you know, the death and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Wow. Which I was like, I know there's a movie called the passion of Christ, which, mm-hmm. you know, we, maybe that was like a, a little, uh, clincher, but, um, if I am ever waning in my passion during a live service or even in my devotional time or even my prayer life when no one else is seeing that, I have lost sight of what passion means, which is the death and the resurrection and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And I need to go back to that. And if I've ever, you know, for a moment, just like gone through the motions or like, I I hope that, you know, because our lyrics that we sing are based on the word of God, that they would jolt me back into the reality of what I have because of Jesus Christ. And may I never get too far from that. Um, so that aside, <laughs> but that that's always like a, you know, a, I don't know, just something that go, that's going on in my head that I definitely come back to quite often. Yeah. Um, it was such a joy to kind of pull back. It felt like we we're pulling back the curtain and, letting people see like, this is me. Um, you've seen, you know, the, the worship leading and the stewarding of other people's songs, but this is me completely like, you know, the almost six foot, I'm five eleven, like five eleven, totally mop, you know, um, curly hair, like weird facial things where it just kind of sticks out. Um, girl that's from the country who loves a family and is just, you know, grew up skateboarding because I didn't drive a car because, I didn't have a schedule that aligned with my parents, you know, cleaning schedule when I was growing up. So I, it just felt like such a sweet way to say a nod to who I've been, um, not only with United, but all the way back when, because some of the rooms that we were filming in, like, was that, that was a very room that I started writing in when I was 17. That was in my parents' home with those like wooden slats. Like it just felt full circle. And, you know, I, I say this humbly. So you know, maybe only a few people from different countries watch that video, but I wanted to show the world where I was from and where I came from and the place that, um, helped shape and form me who I am today. And, you know, skate skateboarding and being at the beach and then getting to show off like the area that I'm from on that grassy hill, like just some of the most stunning beaches I think in the world, um, let alone Australia and, yeah. And then also to be in the church that I got married to my husband in where JD, one of my, you know, United brothers, um, you know, conducted the ceremony to then having those friends who are around me from my local church campus, which isn't the main, you know, Hillsong campus. It's the, it's a little one in the city and it just felt incredibly sweet. And then to get to steward it with a whole bunch of, you know, insanely talented visionaries who are helping the visual aspect of the album come to life and and you know the photographer and you know she was the one that shot my wedding and she's become one of my close friends so it just felt very wholesome and like I just got to give people a glimpse into the real me not that no. I've been hiding not that I've been hiding no but just not at all completely <laughs> yeah it's the lyrics are so simple and I have a few of uh, the songs that I would really like to talk about a little bit <laughs> later in the interview but I love that you've been describing the project as honey um, yeah. could you elaborate a little bit on that because the first thing that comes to my mind is like Brooks new record there's honey in the rock like let's go yeah hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's such a unique way to describe art and You've always been really good with that. And uh, as I was telling you before we logged on here, like I was on that whole Hillsong run in 2015 and you were always, and you probably don't even remember it. Like I was a baby then, like it was 2016, (laughs) the year I was graduating high school, no beard. It was, and I was out there like interning and doing the thing and you would always check in. It was you and Jen Johnson were always like, are you good? Are you okay? And it made the experience so much better to know that like, Oh, they actually see. And they're like taking care of me. And it's like, it was, 
it was a unique time, especially like as a high schooler. I'm like, oh God, like a big tour. Like it was scary and I'd never done it before. So that speaks to your character too. But it was, it was a fascinating time and seeing all of this come together, like the honey analogy, just, I want to hear more about it because it makes sense, but I can't quite grasp the extent that it probably goes in your creative brain. No, I love that. I love that. Well, I mean, you're very kind and I pray that I'm always hopefully present and aware of other people around. I mean, Jen definitely is like that. Brookie's like that. I hope I'm like these amazing women (laughs) who do that all the time. Others focused, you know, and selfless, but, um, with honey, I really cried out to God for a word, um, for this record. Cause I felt like a bit like Moses, you know, um, if you don't go with us, God, if your presence doesn't go before us, if you, if it's not obvious that you are with us, like, I don't want to go, I don't want this. I don't, I can't do this essentially. Um, so I was pretty desperate because I was stepping in one to writing again, first for the first time, like properly co-writing, not knowing how to do that, not knowing how to bring my own voice, not knowing how to be confident in that, which is funny. Cause I'm a, I think I'm a confident person cause I know whose I am and who I am in Jesus. And, um, and yeah, I, I just, I wanted his words that I could keep coming back to and kind of, you know, it's a blank canvas is quite scary mm-hmm. because it's, cause there's no parameters. And, um, which is funny. Cause I was just saying a song about, you know, trusting God where there's like no borders, like, ha ha ha. God's yeah. like, here we, here we are. You know, this is 2.0. You didn't um, sing a song. You sang <laughs> the song. <laughs> so good. Listen, I'm God, God has like a sweet sense of humor, but also just, you know, a lovely way of reminding us through circumstances and details that he's detail orientated as well. And, and so I've just been reminded so many times throughout this whole process when God's like, remember when you prayed that? Or like, remember when you said that little thing, oh, if I could only be part of something, blah, blah, you know, he's just, um, yeah, he's just been really kind in the little remembering things. And so when I was at that conference, um, you know, it was like, and we didn't know that it was going to be the last thing that we were at all together. I had a friend that was really believing and praying for me that God would speak to me because she knew kind of that it was weighing on my heart, but also that I wouldn't move without it. And it was during a gift moment of a women's conference. The gift was an eye mask. I sat down and I wore that eye mask during a free worship moment. Brookie was playing on the keys for like 20 minutes and, and just like, you know, um, going where the Holy Spirit was telling you to go. And I sat there and I wore that eye mask, which no one else was wearing. Like, you know, people were worshiping. I was sitting there wearing an eye mask. It would have looked ridiculous. And I've got photos because apparently someone took photos of me in that moment. And I said, I'm not taking this off God until you speak to me because I can't do this if you don't tell me what to do. And I felt like he said the words like honey. And the crazy thing is, is I wrote it down and then I went home and talking about God, you know, he's with us and he's a personal God. Yes. He is omnipresent and omniscient. Like he's just amazing and sovereign and holy and reverent. Sometimes we can get a little too, I mean, I can get a little too comfortable and, you know, taking him for granted and he's still the same God that smited armies, you know? So (laughs) I love you, Lord. And, um, but in his kindness, yeah, he, he speaks in our language because he's a personal God and he knows us innately inside and out. He knows every single day of our life before we've even, you know, come out of the mother's mm-hmm. womb. And so he just, he just knows. And so he spoke the words like honey. And I was thinking, am I hungry? Um, cause I love sugar and I don't have diabetes, but maybe Me I was like too. running a bit low, you know, like three yeah. o'clock, like I need a, a sugar peak or something. So anyway, I came home and I was literally had my legs up in bed with my book against them, just looking at it going, what? Like, was that actually from you, God? Like, I'm not sure. Like, I know I asked for you to speak. I felt this, but I'm kind of new to this whole, um, it wasn't an audible, you know, it wasn't the audible voice of God, but it was an impression on my spirit. And so I wrote it out. My husband came in the door. I hadn't seen him all that, all that time. This was a women's conference. He was helping a friend move in wine country in, in Sydney, similar to what the Napa Valley is in America. And, um, and he said, I got you a gift. And, you know, because we're, 
adults and we're a couple of years into being married, like I was like, oh, he's going to get me like a rosé and like we're going to try and, you know, be cultured and all that. And um, he hands me this brown paper bag and he says, I saw this, thought of you, and so I got it for you, which kind of also tells you who he is um, of how he just lives in that sweet space with the Lord. He's not um, forcing anything. It's, he, yeah, it's just a child with his heavenly father. And when he hears go here, he does. And so he hands me his brown paper bag. I put my hand in and I pull it out and it's a jar of honey. There's no room for coincidence there Mm-mm. at all. No, it, that's a, that's a God incidence. And it gave me the confidence to go, okay, God, you said like honey. And from there, it felt like, again, sorry for the pun, like the sweetest, um, creative journey from there, because then I started researching about honey. And, um, even though I felt the Holy spirit say like honey, that it's sweet, palatable, easy to digest as in, there's not going to be songs on here where you're just thinking the whole time, like, what is the meaning behind this? Like, what does that mean? And, um, cause I'm not that type of person either. I, I wish I was more like statesly and all that, but like, uh, what you see is what you get. Like, I'm just honest and this is me. And, um, and so it's, it's kind of funny that he also talked about the healing qualities, but then when I went to go do deeper research about it, like it's crazy what people would put honey on like wounds and scabs and things that hadn't healed correctly and just all the healing properties within honey. And then also the fact that, you know, I've always said that I'm a bit of a worker bee, not a CEO. And then also how bees are a part of the honey coming in. And even right through this process, like I kept looking up, um, you know, in the midst of like writing these songs over zoom coming out, you know, cause we were also in lockdown for a long time in Australia over this whole process and coming outside and just being grateful for like a little snippet of a backyard where I could look up and I kept seeing, um, blue, a fraction of green, the sun yellow. Like, so I just, my mind in a really fun way was kind of, cause I had never thought creatively like this before, you know, just like looking everything through the lens of honey and going, God, you know, what are the colors for the record? What are the things that you, um, cause again, he, he speaks to us personally. What, like, what are the things that you are bringing up in my heart that perhaps have been there for, you know, even those seven years that I didn't write, like, what are the, what are the verses that have been rumbling around in my head and my heart for this whole time that you have wanting to put your finger on and go write a song about that and write. So, it was just, um, you know, there was still so many stretching moments during this whole, whole project for sure. Um, but I was so grateful for the words like honey to keep coming back to as my true North. Um, cause I was just reminded it was just meant to be sweet, even to the point where, you know, um, I'm just going to drop a few like crazy little bombs just really quickly. And, um, I got, asked to go out of Australia during the middle of a lockdown last May by a very famous singer in Italy who is a secular artist um, in the classical genre. I'll just say that. Um, you know, he, he, someone wrote a letter, he signed it, and it went to the government and they gave permission because they weren't letting anyone leave the country. I got out to Italy. That was in May last year. Did that. It was the most, you know, beautiful yeah. um experience. I was like, God, of course you would do this in a worldwide pandemic where I would get to come to a country that I've always dreamed of even just going to with whoever my husband would be when I was single. And I was just thinking about, wow, that would be beautiful. Then off the back of that going, we're out of Australia. We've been given permission to leave. Imagine if we went to the United States and met my producer in person, John Guerra, who was like John the Baptist, who's kind, patient, <laughs> but also like so potent when he does speak in the best way. Um, imagine if I could meet him in person, imagine if we could write in person and cause I've been doing this truly on zoom, um, and finish the record. And we ended up coming to America and for three weeks we wrote six eights of the album. And then in five days or a little bit less, we then did a whole week of production and recorded those six eights of the album, which is like ridiculous. Cause I'm a singer and that's the thing I care the most about. And anyway, God's grace and kindness was upon that. But just before I stepped into the studio to start recording in that final week, there was this moment where I was taking a moment to pray and to warm up and just be 
again, present with Jesus and just going, this is actually, (laughs) this is wild. And we're kind of doing this in faith and taking stabs because we don't truly know, like, what are these the right songs? Like we think they are, but like, Lord, you're the one that knows everything. Like, please direct us. And I felt like the Holy Spirit just opened my eyes in that moment. And I looked out at the, past the hood of the car and I saw a little bee and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, remember the honey. And it was just like this, a cool little moment again of like, I'm here. I've spoken this. Trust me. Don't stress. Don't try and do this in your own strength. Um, I've, I've got this. I called you to this and I'm going to, I'm, if you trust me and you lean into me, it's going to be sweet. And it doesn't have to be this crazy forceful, thing which isn't in my nature anyway you know and so we are at the sweetest moment where we release it and go god you know whatever happens on the other side of this this is your territory i don't you know whether you use it whether you don't like it's all in response to you and so he can fully take care of that obviously we're you know praying that it would resonate with people 100 percent. but this is his thing and the record will resonate with people because it did resonate with me. And there are a lot of stories that you've shared today. And mm-hmm. usually like, we'll dive in like, what's your story? All that good stuff. But like for time's sake, I was like, I really want to dive into some of these lyrics because this mm-hmm. isn't a United interview. This isn't a, let's promote the Tomlin United tour. This is like, this is your solo project, the words that the Lord has given you specifically. And a lot of the stories you've shared, again, have a lot to do with how these lyrics came to life and such. So I'd really like to start with For All My Life. And the lyrics that I jotted down are, I won't lean on my own understanding. I will let go, follow empty-handed. You say your yoke is easy. You say your burdens light. So I'll let you lead me for all my life. When it comes to this line in particular, what comes to mind? It can be about the writing process of the song. It could be what it means to you, whatever. Like, what's something unique that people might not hear everywhere? It was, um, well, it's scripture, which I love. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and also Matthew 11, um, 28, 29, 30, which kind of I feel is overarching just like, secret theme of this record without knowing it until later where you look back and you're like, Oh, that's actually what you were speaking over this whole thing is that, um, this is us just learning how to walk with Jesus. And it's in the message version of, of even Matthew 11, where it says, you know, walk with me and, and watch how I do this. Let me show you the unforced rhythms of grace. I'm not going to place anything heavy or ill fitting on you for my yoke is easy. and My burden is light. And, what was really sweet about these lyrics is that it came from an honest conversation that day with Hank Bentley and John Guerra, who both co-wrote and also co-produced this track, which also is classic Jesus. You know, I don't know how to write it, you know, a radio single, let alone I was trying to finish songs. <laughs> like, yeah. So this is the grace of God that we had something that later on when the you know, the label team heard it. They're like, Oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus. We've got a radio single. Like, you know, just stuff I didn't really understand or, or know about, especially coming from United where like we're doing nine minute songs. Like that ain't going to be on radio. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny in, in that regard, but it just came from an honest conversation of, um, yeah. I mean, there was also like honesty in there of, um, yeah, of just what life has looked like and perhaps even things I didn't know. Um, I want to say that. Things that had been really sweet for me that I just felt a little naive about, if I'm being honest, and yet what I would want my confession to be regardless of any circumstance, um, good or bad. And that was kind of the allusion to the... um, you know, I'll follow you even if it looks like it's empty handed because the joy of my life is not in materialistic things or things that actually have no value when it comes to eternal perspective. Um, it's actually the joy of my life is walking with Jesus and trusting him and, 
and truly when I, when I've done that in many circumstances, he has brought so much more joy and treasure and peace to my life. The stuff that, you know, moths can't destroy down here and, and the things that truly matter in this life. And so we had been talking about my testimony up until that, you know, kind of that day and what God had done and what God was speaking. And so I can truly say that after we wrote the song, I listened to it and I kind of had a moment because I was like, this is something that I'm actually really happy to pour my name to and something that I want to sing for the rest of my life, whether, you know, um, there is success in the human definition of that or whether there is not or whether like this is a confession that is reflective of the Bible and the word of God that I've come to know to be true and to be of the most value in this life. And so I was um, secretly grateful for those, for those words as well. Yeah. And lastly, I want to talk about getaway, which happens to be my favorite song on the record. Um, You said, (laughs) are you burnt out on religious things? Are you worn down, lacking inner peace? Take a real rest. Walk along with me in the pastures of my presence. You can be yourself and you can say what's on your heart. I already know it all. Doesn't matter what you say. Come and get away with me. I know where you are, where you've been, and what you've seen. Doesn't matter how you come. Come and get away with me. Are you burdened from all the heavy days? It's not your job to shoulder all the weight. Let me do it. Let me come and take the lies you've been believing in. The truth is that you have a place to. A lot of the record feels like a letter, like a personal, like just you and God. But the simplicity, again, of your songwriting and you just describing what God's been doing in your life, it can be everyone's anthem. These can be everyone's letters. And I love that. And I would love to hear how this song came to fruition. No, I love that. Um, and I'm so humbled that it would resonate with you because again, you know, you're essentially blindly writing going, Lord, I hope this is being directed by you and that it would help, you know, um, which I always think telling the truth is the best way, um, well to, to do that. But also like sometimes (laughs) it's, it's hard because it's honest and sometimes we love to pretend that everything's okay. And again, like life is a funny thing. It holds so many different, um, seasons and thank goodness they're seasons, you know, um, this too shall pass and there's nothing new under the sun, which is great. But I think with getaway, it was at the end of that three week intense songwriting, um, essentially writing camp just in Airbnb and and I was writing with um so John Guerra my producer who was also like my main co-writer and also Lindsay Sweat who's just a sweet human who is a pop artist herself which I I love because it meant that she wasn't writing within you know for lack of a better term like Christian boxes of like this is what the church needs is like because I'm like we have the Holy spirit, like he'll guide, like he'll, if we give him space to speak, he will direct and guide us. And, um, and I don't know the rules anyway. So I, you know, I'm always, I'm always like, don't box me, you know, and a fun little word that someone gave to me many years ago was don't box God, just cause it looks like mm-hmm. this for someone else. Doesn't mean it has to look like that for you. Just don't box God. And I've, remi- I've been reminded of that. And perhaps there's that little thing on the inside where I'm like, well, I like Paramore and I also love beautiful classic classical music and I love um, top 40 and I love the most, you know, insane hymns. Um, like anyway, so that's just yeah. a little, again, another little aside of like, this is Taya, she's crazy. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. I mean, we're all a little bit crazy. I mean, but- <laughs> We're the apple of our heavenly father's eye and we are all made in his image. So we've got it. He's got a sense of humor. So we've got to laugh along with that. But, um, for this song, it was at the end of that week. We're a little bit tired to be honest. And I had written with both John and Lindsay separately and together before. And we'd written quite a few different songs. And I, 
I also just resonated with the way that they wrote, which was honestly, and it was intricately and, um, and I guess God just knew that we needed that song, even just personally. Um, it's actually straight out of scripture. It's Matthew 11, um, 28, 29, 30, again, that overarching theme, but it's in the message paraphrase translation, um, by Eugene Peterson, which I actually have to, I know not everyone loves it, but I credit a whole bunch of my, you know, first leaning in leanings in to the Bible and the word of God to that translation. If it wasn't there, I don't know, um, maybe how long it would have taken for me to switch into that space where it became my own revelation of this is the word of God and it's an everyday language. Like it just unpacked it for me in a way that I hadn't received, you know, a download from heaven like that before I was 17. I wish I kind of got my hands on it when I was really little. Um, just cause I'm like, listen, more, more proximity with Jesus, the better. Um, but I just loved those words cause that was straight scripture. Like, you know, are you, are you burnt out on religious things? Are you worn down lacking in a peace? And just this, we have this insane invitation from Jesus that says, come to me. And yet it is unfortunately the thing that we fight the most. Sometimes we try and do everything else that's on our to-do list, except for coming to the Lord when we should have done that as our first point of call. Or when things are going wrong, we choose to stress and strive. And I'm putting my hand up as being in this category. Like, you know, I don't get to just negate the human existence because I'm singing about it. Like, no, I'm 100% there. And yet we have the Prince of Peace, the one who works deeply and tenderly and says, I'm an ever-present help in your time of trouble waiting. And he says, come to me. I can actually show you how to do this. I'm not going to promise you a perfect life, but my promise is that I am with you, that I will be with you. And that P.S. I have seen everything that you've seen. I've been with you the whole time. I have felt everything that you've ever felt in the human experience. There's nothing that I don't understand and there's nothing that I can't redeem or work to the, to your betterment because I'm just that good. And so I just loved that this was a, you know, it wasn't me singing to God. It was God's words over us and a good reminder. And so when we finished writing this song, I looked at Lindsay and I looked at John and there was a sigh that was released from one of us. And there was just this word that said, I think I really needed that. Mm. And perhaps I didn't know that that's what I needed. And so kind of the prayer, I guess, from us from that place is that, you know, people would essentially get a getaway with Jesus where you wouldn't have to pay the money to go have a holiday and that you would actually realize that you can have it at any moment and it's right there. And he's just as present as he ever has been. And he's, you know, he was the one that gave you the very breath in your lungs. And so he is so, and it's his and he's so present and he's there. And, um, and again, I would just, again, honestly say like timing is wild again, working on this and putting all these timelines in place and everything, you know, starting to talk about that at the end of last year and the start of this year. So again, timing's not ours and yet God's is perfect. And if we submit it to him, he would do exceedingly, you know, exceedingly better than we could ever expect and things beyond our wildest dreams. And so to hear that it's resonating and um, perhaps being like a honey bomb to your heart is um, very special to me. And and it was wild. Like it's a, it was like a three minute 30 song, which again is like that other, which now I know is like the, the great, like song yeah. time that you should try and write for or whatever. But it just was wild that it felt like a pop song, like a Lewis Capaldi just teamed back with piano. And the wild thing is, is um, that's just my demo vocal. And you can hear the fridge in the background, the little hum, because we just recorded in the Airbnb and later on when we were retracking and, you know, just trying to suss out a few of the songs, we just realized we, it just felt honest and there was nothing that we were going to capture that would say it the way we did in that moment. And I don't know whether it's the, you know, now I know like I'll be taking a whole lot more time when recording demos just to be like, this could be the vocal, you know, but maybe that was it, that it was just an honest expression at the end of a long three weeks of just pouring out 
and just what is our confession at the end of the day, even when it's been tough, even when it's looked differently than we expect. Um, isn't that what God wants from us? Honesty and, and just to come. And so it kind of felt sweet that that feels like the thing that was recorded and captured on that day and perhaps is, you know, hopefully bringing real rest to people's hearts because again, it's God's words and my words don't change anything. They don't hold any weight, but when it's God's word, which is eternal and no one is impervious to his word, um, perhaps that would bring truth and bring rest and bring light and the revelation that a yoke is something that brings two people together. And if we would just be willing to come to him, that we actually get to be with him and learn how to do this life. So, you know, these interviews never get old. It's like you have these people sitting right here, having a conversation with you that have made a global imprint on not only the church, but have, man, just made such an imprint in the world. And Taya in particular is one of those voices that you hear and you're like, oh, that's Taya, that's Hillsong, whatever. Like you hear Oceans, it was such a monumental track and it's still a cornerstone piece for Hillsong to this day. And I love that she was open and touched on kind of the controversy that's been going on with Hillsong because it shows her character and she's not hiding anything, um, which that had nothing to do with her. So some people were like, oh, are you sure you want to have someone from Hillsong on? Obviously, like the actions of few should not dictate uh, conversations that we have with people. So I'm just super grateful and honored that Taya would take time out of her day to join us for this. And I actually have a story that I wanted to share. Um, in 2016, I was laying in my floor in Washington, D.C. at a hotel because I was having such bad panic attacks. And right when the clock hit midnight, the uh, album of Dirt and Grace became available on Apple Music. And I remember hitting play on Even When It Hurts because that's my favorite song almost of all time, pretty much. And I don't know what it was about it. But the vulnerability and the lyrics, everything, just all the Holy Spirit used it to heal that panic that I was experiencing. So if you're in the midst of panic or anxiety, I pray that this interview was healing, um, that the Holy Spirit used this to heal uh, some of what you were feeling. And if you are feeling down, depressed, or need some extra someone to talk to reach out to heart support death to life uh, for the ladies out there beneath the skin and then also the teen hope line for our teens out there and be sure to stream the self-titled debut album from Taya, which is obviously called Taya, and i'm sure that you'll be impacted by it but thank you all so much for tuning into this episode Again, thank you to Taya for being here. All the links are going to be in the description below for her new record, the merch, all of the things. And I'm pretty sure she's about to go on tour. So be on the lookout for those tour dates that should be out now. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once.